Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Firm Focus Podcast. I'm Thad Mangalino, your peak performance coach, and thank you for listening. I started the Firm Focus Podcast to empower and equip individuals to achieve peak performance. My goal with you is I don't want this to be just another podcast. I want to try something different. The old way isn't working and it's on us to do what we need to do to strive. This is the time for you to make the decision and take action. Your 20 years from now starts today. Stay focused. Let's get it started. Hello folks. I hope that you're all well, healthy and safe. So what's been happening? I've been great. First and foremost, um, at the last episode, I mentioned that my son Max didn't like LeBron James and that's why I bought him a pair of LeBrons. I was meant to say that he preferred LeBron over Giannis. That's why I ended up buying him a LeBron pair of shoes. He told me to correct it (laughs) and to let you know that he likes LeBron James. By the way, guys, um, I'm loving, I'm really loving this uh, Olympic action. Yeah, you know me. I I love the Olympics. I was in two minds about, you know, them running the Olympics with the whole COVID thing. And at the same time, I'm all for it. It's always great to see the top class athletes showcase their skills to the rest of the world. Is it worth it? Mm. Uh, Yes and no. I just really hope that uh, everyone involved gets back home safe. Well, the opening ceremony, well, let's talk about that for a second. I was a little sad, you know. Um, I know that the original plan the opening ceremony was different there was also a bit of drama with the director getting fired for saying some racist stuff understandable during the ceremony uh, there was a rendition of John Lennon's Imagine come on you had uh, John Legend uh, Keith Urban and other international singers as well singing Um, funny to see Keith Urban singing I was singing along I was singing along. It's a great song, classic song. I just changed the words. Imagine there's no COVID. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna keep singing, man. Um, yeah, it's easy if you try. No, I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go sing. That's just silly. See, I posted. Um, I posted a uh, a post on Facebook, actually asking asking my friends who would light up or who they think would light up the Olympic cauldron. I had responses from friends. I mean, Chito Chito uh, suggested General Tani. I'm not sure if you know who General Tani is, but he 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 was the host of uh, the Japanese game show Takeshi's Castle. Great show, by the way. The the I prefer the old school episodes. They're the best. They tried bringing bringing it back. Actually, uh, I don't think the re- reboot went particularly well. My cousin Jenny said Voltron. 
maybe the one lighting up the flames. Pablo suggested Mazinger Z. He actually went old school with that one. Someone uh, had Pikachu. Someone mentioned Hello Kitty, but uh, as far as I know, Hello Kitty is British. <laughs> I was really hoping that it was Super Mario. Uh, or a good one. My, my buddy Six wrote Godzilla. Can you imagine Godzilla? They'll be mad. But at the end, they went with Naomi Osaka. I like her. She's great. Yeah, she, she, um, some may agree that, that uh, she was a, a good choice. Some may not. But uh, I reckon she's cool. I, I think maybe they're, they're saving the pop culture stuff for the closing ceremony. I mean, you remember the Sydney 2000 closing ceremony? They had Crocodile Dundee. The London Olympics had the Spice Girls. So, fingers crossed, we might see Mario and his brother. See, I haven't, uh, to tell the truth, I haven't missed watching. Uh, I haven't missed an opening ceremony since, what, 1984? LA Games? I was like maybe five years old then. But the, the only thing I remember from, from the 84 Olympics was the Rocket Man and, and the Eagle mascot. I know you can watch the, the clips now on YouTube and things, so uh, that will uh, jog some memory. But the one that stands out the most and actually is a favorite of mine was the time um, the archer, Antonio Robolo, the archer shot the fire and, and lit the cauldron. It's classic. I'm also glad that, that there is an app now to watch the other sports. See, folks, living in Australia, they prioritize the swimming events. For example, the other day, uh, they cut the last two minutes of the boomers game against Nigeria to go and show a swimming heat. A lot of people got mad. Look, I get it. Australia is girt by sea. Uh, from a young age, Aussies have the opportunity, opportunity to learn how to swim. Funding for the sport, I'm sure a majority of it goes to swimming compared to other sports. That's where, uh, plus that's where the majority of the medals have come from. I, I totally get it. I understand. But there are other games too. The Olympics. I believe there's 50 in this one, including the new ones, new games. So this Olympics, I, I had a chance to watch more of the sport that I really want to watch. Come on, I mean, the the new Masters of the Universe is on Netflix now. I haven't even looked at that yet. Olympics comes first. Sorry, He-Man, and um, I'm sorry, Kevin Smith. I'll get around to it. My daughter and I have been watching a lot of the Taekwondo. And of course, my son loved the skateboarding and basketball action. Actually, the basketball's still going. It's good too. It was great to see how, how my daughter, while watching the fights, uh, was analyzing the Taekwondo Jin, the Taekwondo players, and what they were doing and how they were handling the competition. I hope that she picked up a few pointers and applied to her own sport. For some of you who don't know, my daughter has been practicing Taekwondo since the age of three, and she loves it. She is a first poom, a, a, uh, 
how to explain it, a first-hand black belt. And she competes and, and can mix it up with the older and taller kids, and, and she's only 10. She told me that uh, this is what she, uh, what she um, realized, what she observed. She told me that uh, fitness plays a big role in the sport of Taekwondo. And she saw how some skillful players ran out of gas halfway through the first round. They were skillful, but they didn't have the cardio. I'm so glad she learned that because I have mentioned that in the past. And she was like, yeah, dad. <laughs> the other thing, my daughter got a few pointers. Well, she, she, she told me that she, she learned a few things after seeing this 17-year-old Spaniard, Andri Adriana Cereso Iglesias. She was seated outside the 10th. And she performed at a high level, only losing to another skillful fighter, Panipak Wongpat Hanakit of Thailand. That was great. I loved that match. It was, it was Adriana's first Olympics. She fought fighters double her age and triple her, triple her experience. Unbelievable. But hey, Thailand's Panipak Wongpat she was no walk in the park either, right? She won bronze at the Rio Games back in 2016. What stood out, and, and actually my daughter picked this up instantly, she noticed that during the minute breaks in between rounds, Adriana would sit calmly, close her eyes for 30 seconds, control her breathing, and when she opens her eyes, her coach gives her feedback and instructions. She bounces back onto, bounces back on the mat and executes with precision. I know what she was doing. I teach that to my clients. It's what I call going to the pictures. Dr. Maxwell Maltz I would call it theater of the mind. Even Napoleon Hill talked about this in his early works. Some peak performance coaches have also talked about this. I can talk all day about this topic. And it was great to see my daughter having an aha moment. Because she saw that it worked. Adriana won silver. As Panipak Wong Patanakit scored at the last second. Beating her by one point. It was great and I'm happy for Panipak and Thailand. Folks, we will see Adriana again. The next Olympics will be in Paris and it is only three years away. See, folks, I'm not sure if you, if you feel the same way or have experienced this before, but it's hard to be a prophet. Prophet, not P-R-O-F-I-T. P-R-O-P-H-E-T. A prophet in your hometown. Jesus had to get out of Nazareth because people only saw him as a carpenter. To my daughter, my son, I'm, I'm just dad. The guy who opens the tight jar lids and can reach things on top of the fridge. You feel me? You know what I mean.
See, I've introduced my daughter and my son um, to these amazing tools. I know that she uses them. But see, it's coming from her dad. It's coming from her dad. It's coming from me. But seeing it with real life applications, it was a revelation for her. An aha moment. So, I know you're waiting. Yes, yeah, you're waiting, right? We are a few minutes into this podcast and I haven't spoken about it yet. That's right. After 97 years of waiting, the Philippines have captured their first gold medal at an Olympic Games. We have come close a few times. The Philippines has has won uh, a bronze at the 1928 Amsterdam Games. Swimmer Teofilo Ildefonso. He, he won a bronze and also again another bronze um, at the Los Angeles Games in 1932. Uh, I think, I believe his event was the men's 200 meter back, uh, breaststroke. And at the same games, Simeon Torbirio won bronze um, as a, uh, I believe his event was the high jump. And Jose Villanueva also won bronze as a bantamweight boxer. At the Berlin Olympics, uh, the 1936 Berlin Olympics, Miguel White won bronze on the 400 meter hurdles. <laughs> what a name to have during the Berlin Olympics, Miguel White. At the 1964 Olympics, featherweight boxer and Anthony Villanueva lost to a Russian boxer and, and came home um, with, uh, with the silver. Again, bronze in boxing at the 1988 Seoul Olympics from light flyweight boxer Leopoldo Serantes. At the 1992 Barcelona Games, Real Velasco won bronze in boxing. And this one, this one, um, some of you may know, um, and many people think the Philippines got robbed in this one. Um, Mansueto Onyok Velasco was awarded silver, was awarded the silver medal. That was a controversial bout, uh, not as controversial as the Roy Roy uh, Jones Jr. fight in Seoul, but but. Close enough. At the 2016 Rio Games, Heidelin Diaz won silver. Think about this. At the 2008 Games in Beijing, she came second to last. And at the 2012 London Games, she didn't even finish. Fast forward to 2021, the Tokyo 2020 Games, she comes home with gold. This is a great moment for the country. See, folks, for many years, Philippines would turn up and not, would not even get a participation sash. As a national athlete in the Philippines, it is an honor to have the three stars in the sun on your jacket. But being a national athlete is hard, as there is minimal funding and the training resources 
and facilities. Some are not world class. There are great athletes and coaches in the country. But at times, the lack of resources inhibits them to compete on an equal playing field. Resources may not be available, but being resource, but, but, but resourcefulness is a strong trait of the Filipino athlete, and they made the most of what they have. I believe the word is discarte in Tagalog. That comes to mind. The, 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 the loose definition of discarte is resourcefulness. It's good to be a person that has discarte or, or a different approach to things. A resourceful state, per se. Actually, someone sent me a footage of Heidelin uh, using therabands, water bottles, strapped to a, a bamboo stick simulating an actual uh, a loaded bar. Due to the pandemic, Heidelin flew across to Malaysia to continue her training, training at a carport outdoors uh, with improvised equipment due to the pandemic. Since entering competitions many years ago, Heidelin has continued to face adversity and managed to get past it. Heidelin has surrounded herself with the right team, with the right people to help her focus with her training and progress. I recently wrote an article for the Philippine Times and my editor published it on, online. It's, uh, you can read it on www.philtimes.com.au. In that article, I mentioned Heidelin's victory as a Roger Bannister moment. For the folks playing at home, Roger Bannister was the first person to run a mile under four minutes. At that time, back in 1954, Roger Bannister did the impossible by breaking the four-minute barrier of running the mile. It was considered humanly impossible, but he did it. However, after the word got out, Approximately six weeks after, John, La John Landy, an Australian middle distance runner, ran the mile with a time of 3 minutes and 57 seconds. And since then, even high school kids could easily run a sub four minute mile. Running a four minute mile became a common feat. It was like when, when people started shooting the free throws, uh, change from underhand to uh, to the way the free throws are thrown now. It, it changed. People could do it. See, folks, it just took one person to show that it can be done. Runners like Landy and other athletes, now they saw a new benchmark, something to work towards and something to chase. That's what happened. Filipino athletes are watching what Heidelin has done and I'm confident that witnessing what happened they have seen the ceiling that ceiling that has been broken just proves that anything is possible
Do you remember when the, well, maybe you're too young for this. Remember when the U.S. basketball team got beaten? First time they got beaten? It was back in 1972 at the Munich Olympic Games. Team USA versus USSR. The team, uh, U.S. team was uh, 6-3-0 going in the final game. It was so hard to believe that the U.S. would lose or could lose. It was like the Harlem Globetrotters losing to the Washington Generals. But after that, the basketball world changed. Others caught up. The game quality and the skill level has gone through the roof. There are non-Americans dominating the sport. Other countries have moved up the rankings and slowly becoming a basketball powerhouse. This is what's happening now. So folks, here are a few takeaways. A few lessons that I want you to think about. There are a few things here. I just want you to hear it with an open mind. First lesson, first takeaway for me personally is you can't force a person to learn. Let me repeat that again. You can't force a person to learn. See, folks, I wanted my daughter to embrace the aspect uh, of seeing a high-level Taekwondo competition and learn from it. Even though she loves the sport and has tremendous talent, I am mindful not to force anything about her sport. I'm not that type of parent. What I did was I just watched the matches with her and she came to her own conclusions. She came up with her own lesson plan. Folks, she was ready to absorb what was needed to be absorbed. If I did what I did or did it in a way that's forceful when she was a yellow belt, she would have quit the sport and maybe have resented me. She learned at her own pace. You can't force a person to learn. Just remember that you can't force a person to learn. They have to come to their own conclusion. Lesson number two. Sometimes you have to be the inspiration. Sometimes you have to be the inspiration. Heidelin was the pioneer. Weightlifting, specifically for women in the Philippines, it's not a glamorous sport. It's not a sexy sport. But Heidelin kept going. Even when there were times she wanted to quit, she kept on. She pushed through. When she was trying to gain some funding to pay for her training, she pushed through. And now, she is on the record books as the first Filipino to win a gold medal at an Olympic game. Remember, if you can't find inspiration, you may be it. Because you have to be it. You have to be the inspiration. Number three. Work with what you got. 
Number three, work with what you got. Be resourceful. Keep doing what you need to do to improve. The other athlete I actually wrote about uh, for the Philippine Times, which I believe this, uh, this edition will come out in next month. I wrote an article, but I didn't mention her in this podcast until now, was uh, the skateboarder Marjolin Dadal. She became a skateboarding champion um, with Asia, uh, X Games and at the Southeast Asian Games. She is uh, humble beginnings, a daughter of a street vendor and a carpenter. She was one of five kids. Her mom used to sell street food at the front of the skate park where she learned how to skate. Marjolin couldn't afford a board. She couldn't afford a skateboard and she had to borrow boards from people at the park so she could learn. So folks, what was she? That's right. She was resourceful. She worked with what she had. Then the resources came to her in way in a way of corporate sponsors. She's another inspirational story. I love her enthusiasm and her infectious smile. You'll definitely hear from her and I will dedicate a whole uh, episode for her because I believe she will reach more things. She will achieve more things. Number four, fourth lesson. When you change the way you see yourself, your results will change. Let me repeat that again. When you change the way you see yourself, your results will change. With previous failures, Heidelin didn't see herself as a failure. Actually, there was, a, you can look this up on YouTube, there is an interview with sportscaster Chino Trinidad in which a 17-year-old Heidelin mentioned that she sees herself as a God athlete. What do you mean by that? An athlete blessed by God with a mission. Enough said. Adriana Cereso Iglesias visualized herself as a champion, beating people twice her age, triple her experience, and still outclassed them. She saw herself as an Olympic champion, and she has stamped her authority and someone to look out for in Paris 2024. Fifth lesson. Prayer is nothing unless you lift the bar. Prayer is nothing unless you lift the bar. Heidelin was praying that she clears the bar before each lift. She was even wearing a pendant of the Virgin Mary. But that bar would not lift itself. She had to work hard, heave it above her head herself. Prayer and faith kept her balance and kept the bar from dropping, her, dropping on her head. She won the last. She won the lift with the last lift. With an ex, with, she added an extra kilogram on the bar. So it's more than her the Chinese competitor. And at the same time, she equaled the Olympic record. Amazing, isn't it? With you, it's okay to pray 
if you believe in a higher being. But if you sit on your hands, the person with no beliefs um, to a higher being will beat you because he or she took the right action. Even if her intentions or his intentions are good or not, they'll still beat you. That bar, remember, that bar will not lift itself. You need to get stronger and make that bar move. The problem you have in front of you right now, it won't solve itself unless you take the right actions to solve it. Remember, even if you sweep the problem under the rug, it will come back later and get you. So pray and act. Folks, the games are still going. In a day or two, there may be another Heidelin-esque story that will capture everyone's attention. That's great. Personally, I believe that we need to hear more of these uh, types of stories because each story has a lesson and each person has a story. It is just great that the inspiration is a Filipino athlete and it is a great win for her and her team as well as for the whole country. See now, folks, you know why the whole country shuts down when Mani Pacquiao fights. The main reason why is because his victory is also their victory, our victory. Folks, if, you, if I could pick one of the five lessons I believe I'd pick number two because it, it sounds so true it, 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 it's true if you can't find inspiration you may be it think about that because you may be the person that's inspiring someone else and you know everyone's watching you right So, folks, until next time, stay focused. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions, queries, or anything that you are unsure of, send me an email, thad at firmfocuspt.com. You can also follow me on social media, on Facebook, Instagram and on Twitter.